Hey, Father. Hey. hey. Greetings. <laughs> greetings, greetings. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. It's good to be with you. So first, this is episode seven. We're going to be talking about temptation. But first, we're going to do um, 10 Hail Marys. And then after those 10 Hail Marys, I'm going to read a little scripture. And then we're going to talk all about temptation. Now, Father, there are a ton of people who have questions about temptation. And he's actually going to be answering those questions. So it's a little Q&A. So get ready for that. But as of right now, let's dig deep into prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Our first prayer will be for those people who have strayed away from God, that they may come to know his name. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Our second Hail Mary will be for those who have served or have served in the army. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now the hour of our death. Amen. We pray for those who are homeless. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. We pray for those who are suffering from anxiety or depression or both, that they may come to trust in God and know his way. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now the hour of our death. Amen. We pray for those who have died, that they may rest in the peace of Christ. We pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now the hour of our death. Amen. Our prayer for be for those suffering from addictions. Lord Jesus, help them to help find help to break through. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. We pray for all those returning back to work from Thanksgiving break. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. And our final prayer will be for those who don't know who to turn to in the midst of struggle. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, Lord without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So our episode will be talking about temptation, and there are a few Bible verses I'm going to uh, read over. The first one is from Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. It says, Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. I'm going to say that again. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Then one from James, chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Blessed is the man who endures trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Now we're going to be asking some questions to Father Jim about temptation. So to start off, Father, what exactly is temptation? Can you dig deep on that? Sure. And uh, Caleb, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for uh, allowing me to be your local expert about temptation. I like to say that uh, 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 every temptation that God has uh, uh, allowed me to go through um, is taken away. Whoops taking away one hair of my head, one each of, uh, one one temptation at a time. So you can see that I'm a total expert on that by now. <laughs> now so temptation, I've got a, a great dictionary here from a great man of God, Father Charles, uh, Father John Hardin. And he says that it's a solicitation to sin. Think about that. It's a solicitation to sin. Somebody knocks on your door, no solicitors, you know, in, in, the, in that way. Whether it's by persuasion or by offering some kind of a pleasure. It can arise from the world, the flesh, or the devil. If it's from the world, it's the attractiveness of bad example, or the pressure to conform. Temptations of the flesh are the urges from our fallen nature, where we we have these built-in tendencies to go against the virtues, and to lean towards the vices. And then there's the temptations from the from the demonic source, and they just want to encourage every kind of avarice, every kind of selfishness, every kind of pride, and those lead to other sources, there are other sins. So a temptation is the solicitation to sin, and it comes from the flesh, our own our own weakness, the world allurements that we around us. Or it, it can also be uh, fallen spirits. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, that makes sense because we all have strengths, but we all have weaknesses. We all have passions and skill to achieve something good. We all have tendencies to also turn that good into, into evil. So it's a corruption of good. We all need friends to give us good example but also people can give us bad example and contempt us. And there are, you know, there's the heavenly kingdom and there are holy angels and there's a the Holy Spirit. But then there's also these fallen spirits. 
So it's a solicitation to sin, and it can come from those three sources. Yeah, so with our, you know, exactly, you know how sometimes our, our strengths can become our weaknesses, and it's just that weakness, Satan just keeps on going against you, and, and, and he keeps on fighting that. So that, that's really good. Thank you, Father. Our question number two. So does temptation always stem from our deepest desires? Well, again, um, it can be by intimidation from others. It can be the persuasion of others. I mean, ultimately, every single human person is motivated by what they think of the moment as good. If I think of something as good, then I'm, that's, that's just the way we're built. Now, a temptation is to say, you know what? Honestly, this is not good, but you think it's good right now. I think it's good either because I'm thinking it, because someone is whispering in my ear or trying to persuade me that's good, uh, or, um, or, or Satan can do that in different ways as well. So is it our deepest desire? You know, maybe, maybe not. But at some source, in some sense, it's a corruption of our desire for goodness. Mm. You might put it that way. But so with, with temptation, you know, it comes in really quickly. How can we fight temptation in the moment? Like, are there are there certain things that you do to, to battle it? Like prayer? Is there, is there a prayer? What do you do? Well, <laughs> temptations come with the temperament that you have. Uh, some people have a fiery, instantaneous decision type temperament. And temptations will hit them, you know, just like a flash of lightning. Other people's temperaments are are more, you know, kind of slow moving and just more methodical. And temptations can come over time, uh, and and it sort of builds up, and you just hear the message again and again and again, and say, okay, what Jesus said and what you quoted is really, and it depends on the temptation. Uh, but he said, watch and pray, and that's the long-term, you know, antidote, if you will. Be alert. Don't let your heart, you know, fall into, like, sluggishness, spiritual sluggishness. There are different kinds of temptations, and there are different ways to, to combat it. A lot of times, the spiritual uh, experts will say, temptations of the flesh, you got to run away. You just run away. You know, just don't go there because they will, they will just overpower you. Mm-hmm. Other temptations like, um, I don't know, you can't, you can't do without food. You know, you can't do without some kind of a money. You, you can't run away from it. I mean, people have tried, um, uh, you, know, you know, harsh, really harsh fastings or, you know, just really live in, you know, total poverty and, you know, that we can talk about poverty, chastity, and obedience, too. That's, that's a kind of a classic, you know, lifestyle of habits. Um, so you build up habits that are virtuous, and, um, and uh, you, you, you protect yourself from the near occasions of sin. How do you do that? You don't put yourself in a place, in a situation where you know you're going to be tempted if you have a weakness for alcohol, you got to hang out with friends who don't drink. You know, that's, that's, yeah. that's just, you can't go to the bars 
you know, if, if you're tempted to drink, mm -hmm. uh, if you're tempted to smoke pot or, you know, take drugs, you can't hang out with people who do that. Exactly. You can't be shoulder to shoulder with them because that's the near occasion of, so they'll, they'll tempt you. They'll seduce you into, solicit you into sin. Um, so sometimes you got to run away. Sometimes you have to build up good habits where you're basically avoiding the the the, the temptation. Um, other times, you you know, uh, you know, for like one of my temptations all the time is to overeat. You know, mm -hmm. I I I just don't have good eating habits. <laughs> I can I can wolf it down like the best of them. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I joke about, I don't want to hear sins of gluttony. That's because I have to say those sins of gluttony, you know, when I go. <laughs> so, uh, so you have to, the, the, the thing is to build up a habit that, uh, that is, that, that strengthens, strengthens you against the weakness. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a broken arm, they'll put a cast on you uh, until, until you're strong enough to have your arm by itself. And a lot of times we just have to have like a cast around us, if you will. We have to have that a good habit uh, mm -hmm. of behavior, uh, so that so that we're strong in, in the time of when the temptation comes. So sometimes you run away. Sometimes you build up a good habit so that you can handle. Because we can't. We're in the world. You know, we can't run away from the flesh. We can't run away from the world. You know, the spiritual life is there. You know, so we have to be strong enough to enter into this kind of combat, if you will. Yeah, for for sure. And it's I don't know you. I think I think the saying is um, you are who you hang out with. You know exactly because what your friends are going to do if they're if they're drinking and they're smoking pot, you're more than likely going to be doing that too. You know, based off experience with with me with my experience, you know, with stuff. You know, it's just you gotta you gotta hang with the right crowd. You know, are they leading me closer to God or are they taking me back? You know, which I, yeah. yeah. So I think someone said once something like this: you your your character is a is a kind of a blend of the five people that you hang out with the most. Mm. That's so true. It is definitely because you you are who you hang out with. You're you're gonna do the same stuff. You're gonna. No, talk the same kind of like talk the same way to, like with with foul language you know you might be swearing a lot if they're swearing as well um there's a there's a saying also that says um there are friends who are true friends so it could be it, it, like friends are like elevators they can bring you up or they can bring you down well there's the fake friends which are going to bring you down and then the real true friends they're leading you closer to god you're praying with them. You're praying for them. Like I got a buddy who I text every day. And I'm saying I, I pray for him every day. When I wake up, I pray. You know, it's just you want to make sure you're with the right people because that's how you. You know, that's a big part of getting to heaven right there. Is it, are you making are you making moral choices? So yeah. yeah. Um, the next question is: What do you think is the hardest temptation of? Oh oh, what do you think is the hardest temptation in all the world for humans? Well, okay, that's a that's a really great question. Um, I'm going to just go punt on this one and say it's trust, because that's the oldest sin in the book. That's that's Adam and Eve fell because they didn't trust the word of God. Ever since then, there's been this separation thing with humans and God. Um, when I don't trust that I have a, a friend or you know that God is going to be on my side, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to handle it myself. 
and and that's where that's that's one sense in which pride you know gets gets the foot in the door when i say i'm i'm alone and on my own no one here to help me no one here to be friends with uh, you know i'm the only show in town why because i'm isolated because mm-hmm. i'm alone because no one is with me because i'm going and therefore i'm going to micromanage my life and i'm going to micromanage everybody else's life because i don't have trust in the lord and and you know that's the oldest sin in the book mm-hmm. literally <laughs> the good, yeah and and what does jesus always say you know he says don't you worry don't be afraid you know why would we worry why would we be afraid well because we think there's no one else to handle this this life with me exactly. we think we think i'm alone and and so i i think it's the it's the temptation to isolation is is really what the oldest and hardest sin is and and besides that i think it's hard to develop i mean some people thank goodness have a knack for it but i i think it's hard to develop that friendship with god mm-hmm. without kind of abusing that friendship sometimes taking it for granted sometimes yeah. entering into you know a responsible life-giving relationship with the lord um and that's you know we practice on others and um and i so i just think that's kind of one of the most fundamental you know sins and some people will say that pride is the the root of all sin and mm-hmm. and i'm just saying that's it's it's kind of the same thing you know in in a certain way Yeah, we going back to trust as well because if you're not trusting, that is definitely leading to you to isolation. And then what are you gonna do in isolation? Well, you're gonna either drink your problems away, which is so sad because that never does anything. You're gonna drink your, you know, drink yourself away. You're gonna, you know, be with this all this all cut culture stuff, you know. And it's you're just gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if you don't trust in God, it's it's not fun at all for anyone. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Right. Our next question is, can you tell us some stories from the Bible about temptation and when they um, defeated temptation and when they lost? Well, yeah, the Bible is filled with stories of temptations. I mean, gosh, I mean, just about every page. The Bible is really, no wonder it's a bestseller because there's there's, there's absolutely so much drama in it. I mean, it, <laughs> true. So the, one of the more famous ones, obviously, would be uh, the kings. Um, king Saul was jealous of, of, of David as an up-and-coming, you know, young warrior. He was deathly jealous and angry, wanted to kill him. David, in his turn, you know, is remembered as a, you know, a, a man after God's own heart. And yet, we know the famous story about uh, how he sinned against Uriah by committing adultery with his wife and then sending Uriah himself to the front line with instructions that he had to carry to the, to the captain of the, of the guard that said, make sure this guy dies. You know, I mean, that's, that's cold blooded, you know? So that's one of the more famous uh, temptation scenes in the Bible. Another one is, um, uh, you go into the new Testament and, um, Oh, well, uh, before that, Saul or Solomon, Solomon, David's son, son of David. Um, what was his temptation? 
He had too much money. He had too many wives. <laughs> and he had too many high places for, for different worship spaces for gods. So he, he violated, you know, today what we, we would call against, you know, poverty, chastity, and obedience. He, he, had, he had too much money. It went to his head. He had too many wives. Uh, they corrupted his, his, uh, his relationship with God because they all had gods that, that he wound up, you know, uh, allowing to worship and worshiping. So no obedience towards God, you know, no control of his flesh and no uh, control of, of the, the good things that God gave him. He corrupted all that good. So that's a famous one. Then you go into the New Testament and you have uh, Peter, the great prince of the apostles, uh, you know, famously walked on the water and then he sank, and Jesus says, where is your faith? You know, he was tempted against faith. You know, he had, he had that fear going on. And then Jesus turns around and he says, who do people say that I am? Peter gets inspired and he says, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And then Jesus says, oh, by the way, uh, I have to go to the cross. Did you know that? And I'm going to be suffering uh, and, and that's going to hurt. And Peter goes, oh, that ain't going to happen to you. Not on my watch, you know. And what did Jesus tell him? Get behind me, Satan. Oh, you are not able to me. You know, you're tempting me. You're tempting me. And, of course, in the very beginning of the Bible, Jesus himself was tempted. He was tempted in the desert. Yeah. He was tempted with this bread thing to against God would provide for him. He was tempted to go up on the top of the tower and throw himself down because that was a temptation uh, against God. He was going to test God and get, I want a sign from God, you know, that says, that says he'll be there for me. And Jesus is always going against the Pharisees because they're asking for a sign. Well, what does that mean? It means you show me a sign and I'll believe. That's the doubting top. You know, give me the... Show me that I can put my fingers there in the wounds, and then I'll believe. Mm. Or uh, the, the Pharisees, what sign can you do to tell us? You know, um, and that's the, that's the part where we say, okay, well, all right, God, I'll give you five days to prove to me that you're real. You know, and after that, if you don't show me that, if you don't give me a sign, you know, now, again, people ask for signs. God does give signs, so, but, but that's what that was all about. And then, of course, Jesus was tempted in the desert. That's the one. Um, and, uh, uh, well, oh, yeah, and the devil says, oh, you know, I'll give you the world. I'll give you the nations and all the magnificence. I'll give you the wealth. I'll give you the power, of, you know, everything. If you worship me, if you worship me, what a temptation that was. Yeah. What did, you know what happened after that? Jesus said, go away. I don't have any time for you. Get out of here. And then what happened? All the nations gathered around him anyway. Mm -hmm. All the nations came to him on his own terms. And it wasn't their magnificence that he was interested in. It was the poor. It was the crippled. It was the broken. It was the ones that need healing. It was the ones he had compassion on. He didn't need their riches he knew that they needed his mercy. Mm. And, and, and so everything 
that the devil wanted to give him on the devil's terms, the bread. Jesus said, you know what? I have a father in heaven who multiplied bread for me, you know? You know, uh, devil said, go up to the top of the tower and throw yourself down. You know what? I have a father who will raise me up mm-hmm. in the resurrection. You know, right. uh, you, you know, I'll give you all the world and all of its money. <laughs> Jesus said, God has given, my father has given me, has made me the, you know, given me the world for my inheritance, you know, and it's on God's terms, not your terms, Satan. Right. You know, so. That's, mm-hmm. that's probably the most famous temptation story. And then, of course, you know, story of Judas, who, he, you know, he took the money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sad story. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but think of it this way. For every Judas that takes the money, you know what? There's a Simon of Cyrene who takes the cross. Mm-hmm. Judas grabbed the money bag. And you know what, Sinus, I read, he grabbed the cross and, and carried it for Jesus. What a beautiful lesson that is, I think. Those are so many good stories, Father. And yeah, going back with Judas, that was that was so sad. Because after he know, knew what he did, he didn't give God, uh, he didn't let God give him a second chance, you know. And, he, you know, he just committed suicide. It was so sad. Because you know he's like, oh my gosh, this is not. I don't. I don't know what I've done. And that that was that was a that was a really uh, sad story. But I mean, you know, with, with Satan, he attacked God when uh, G- he, Jesus was at his weakest part. And look, look, he's in the desert. He hasn't eaten for a while, at forty days, and then Satan comes and tempts him. And that's guys. That's when Satan really gets us. Is when we are at our weakest point. He will come and attack us with all the demons, all everything, all your inner deep um, immoral desires as well. He attacks you with that. And thank God that Jesus was able to hold on to it. And like you said, Father, he just said, get behind me, Satan, with to Peter as well. You know, but Satan comes in, in different forms, too. But we got to just make sure that we just are trusting in God and we fight the good fight and say no. Thank you for all those good stories. Those were those. I um the the Solomon one was um that, that was kind of sad because you know how Solomon had asked for wisdom, so I was kind of bummed out when when I was reading the book that he ended up you know marrying a bunch of wives and worshiping other idols too. I mean, in the Bible, it clearly stated the Ten Commandments. I think the Ten Commandments had maybe I think they had happened before that. Yeah, yeah, Solomon. Wait. Yeah, Solomon. Yeah, and he didn't you know. Yeah, he knew him. He had him. But, I, you know, but I guess he wasn't as wise as everyone thought he was. <laughs> but Right. Um, Go ahead, yeah. yeah. Our, our next question is, how can we, going forward, remain strong in the faith and not go after the things in our culture? Money, sex, drugs, and other things. Well, I, I think we have to be shaped by God's word. And we have to be um, supported by God's good people. Uh, you know, everybody needs discernment in their life and everybody can have great ideas and everybody can have really stupid ideas as well. And the, the first thing that that suffers um, when we're going downhill is honesty. You know, we start, you know, hiding things from other people and from ourselves. And, um, just like, you know, bad people, you know, people are like the, 
like you said, the buttons on the elevator that take us up or take us down. Uh, and we need to kind of surround or keep surrounding ourselves with good people and be, you know, just, you know what friendship is? It, it, it's, it's being able to, you know, have good people that we share, you know, that we have something in common with. And when what that is in common with is Christ, you know what? We, we, we're so much more likely to, um, uh, you know, to succeed and, and not, to, not to fall. So I think the best thing is to, is to, you know, build up good habits, be formed by the word of God and, um, and, and surround ourselves with, with, with people that will be honest with us and that we can be honest with, with them. And that, that goes a long way. That's a whole, holy friendships. That's good, solid friendships. That goes a long way. Cause really, really, you know, again, Temptations can be direct and in your face and obvious, and then temptations can be subtle over time, over time, over time. That's why it's, it's you know, we talk about second chances. Sometimes you, you look at, for, for mileposts, for checkpoints, and you say, wow, okay, let me look at the past year. Let me look at my, this past season of my life. You know, has it been good fruit? You know, am I on the wrong, right path? Those are those are good things. We call that an examination of conscience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good thing. Yeah. So to recap, guys, just want to talk about how temptation, there will always be temptation. Uh, but you just got to fight the good fight. Say a prayer. Some things I like to do are actually just say, Lord, help me to fight this battle. Or, or quickly read the Bible, or as Father said, run away from it, you know, because then in that moment, uh, I know Father John Landerplog, he, he, I still remember the story to this day, uh, he would be tempted to eat a cookie, but his mom said, you cannot have a cookie. And so, you know what he would do? He would he would run away from this problem right away, but then he would like, so, so he would try to make sure he wasn't in the kitchen. So then he'd be upstairs for a while, and until his mom called him down, then he would go down, and then he was able to be rewarded by the cookie, actually, which is, you know, it was a, it was a fun story he told. But um, it's it, just like that with that cookie could represent so many things of temptation. You just got to make sure you say no. In the moment, I know it's hard. I know we, we've all fallen, but the thing is you get back up, and you, you just do it again. You want to make sure you're, you're getting better every time. So, and that's what happened with me and my life. So that ends uh, your journey with God, episode seven, talking about temptation. Father Jim, it is always an honor having you on the show. Thank you so much. You bet, Caleb. It's great to be with you.